What's that? Backing through the moors, a spectral garbage truck. <laughs> oh no! It's it's come with my delivery. Oh god! Oh, no. It's dumping all over my front lawn. Oh, it's oh, it's, it's all this weep shit. Oh, it god. must be Oni Tuber. Well, it would probably be the last week of uh, Halloween when you guys hear this. Yeah, yeah. probably, but. This week, Michael, I think, is getting revenge on me for oh, yeah. uh, Marine Corps Yumi and there's several other pieces of trash I put you forced down his throat, like, I'm, like how I got to play Mystic Messenger without me playing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. First, first, first. We gotta tell them. Uh, so, what are oh. we drinking today? This week is brought to you by Uncle Bob's Root Beer Flavored Whiskey. 30, uh, 35% alcohol. alcohol. Alright, let's, uh... Let's try this. Oh, I don't like whiskey. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you gonna drink this shit? Oh, yeah. This is uh, nice. I actually got my decanter now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would drink that. That's uh, two fingers of whiskey for me? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. <This> rude. <laughs> Where the fuck is the Calpico? You put it in the fridge. God damn it. Michael, introduce that. Continue introducing me. So, uh, uh... Uh, in my uh, vast studies as being a wandering mendicant monk uh, looking through several different scrolls and uh, tabulations and stories, I've come across uh, fragments of movies from Japan that fragments. I've been hunting. I've been hunting them for my entire life. So I remember, and for the gentle viewer, maybe you can help me out with this. I specifically remember seeing a Japanese horror movie in a haunted house where uh, a Japanese schoolgirl is accosted by a watermelon that is laughing on the table. Now, Michael thought he had finally tracked down his mystery, his childhood nightmare of a scene. Yes. And he was wrong. Yeah, it was Because that movie. scene did not exist in the movie we watched. It did have watermelon in it, and that movie <laughs> was <laughs> House Two. Uh, or House, a 1977 horror movie uh, by... Uh, oh. Shit, I had his... Uh, it was to Toho made this, so same guys who yeah, brought you Godzilla. Yeah, it was Toho. Yeah, same people who brought you Godzilla brought you this movie. Yeah, Nobuhiko Obayashi is the person who wrote this movie. Uh... It is, uh, it is kind of, God, I, I can't even easily describe it, uh, but it, 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 like, it is supposed to, uh, be along the same lines of, a a haunted house movie. The premise is, uh, there are seven women. All very lazily named. Yeah, young girls. There's, um, uh, there's gorgeous fantasy. Mm -hmm. Professor, the smart one, Kung Fu, the tomboyish fighting girl, and Big Mac, I mean Mac. Yeah, Mac, the fat one that uh, eats. Uh, is that all of them? I feel no, like you forgot Sweet. Oh, yeah, there's Sweet, who's like the waifu waifu. She is the waifu waifu. So we have waifu waifu, smart waifu, fighting waifu, fighting waifu, fat waifu, uh, pretty waifu, and uh, uh, um, head in her clouds all the time waifu, daydreaming waifu. Yeah. That's the term. I feel like we're there. We go. I am one. now drinking a mixture of blue curacao and calpico. Yep. I will probably help myself to a little bit of that as soon as I finish my whiskey. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Nonetheless, where did you get this, by the way? Safeway. Oh. All right. 
What, do you really like it or something? I do. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of this. All right, good. It was only 15 bucks. Oh, wow. All right, but moving on back to the film. All right. If you do, if you want to watch this, you can find it on Hulu right now. Yeah, I, I went through an extensive search to try and uh, find the movie. Um, I essentially ended up having to go to Facebook and begging for scraps from my friends. <laughs> One of my friend, an angel, was fine, uh, kind enough to throw me a bone and uh, uh, give me her password uh, to her Hulu account. So we managed to watch it off of here instead of uh, Put Locker. Uh, uh, which was not subbed at all. <laughs> Thankfully, Hulu was. And what we thought their names was Fanta and all that, turned out to actually be their name, fucking Fantasy and Gorgeous. And we're not kidding, this wasn't just, like, nicknames their friends gave them. These, These are, are their biological Christian names. <laughs> this is what their child looked at, their parents looked at this child. I will call her Fantasy. And she will not be a stripper. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> She'll be dead. It really seemed like, oh, well, we'll go through the body count. So, oh, yeah. um, uh, apparently they're, uh, all these girls are supposed to go on summer vacation. Um, mm -hmm. They were supposed to go to their teacher's inn, but, like, his uh, sister was pregnant, so they couldn't go there. So instead, they decide to go to Gorgeous's uh, aunt's uh, ancestral family home. Yes, it is, right. it is an estate located in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, and by nowhere, I mean... Literally nowhere. Literally nowhere, and the walls are just... And all the sky is a painted scene. Yeah. The production value in this movie is low, <laughs> to so, say the least. right off the bat... There are a lot of weird cuts and yep. swipes. Like, they decide instead we're not going to spend money on close-up shots. Yeah. Instead, we will just take a black, like, we will just, like, black out everything but a circle with their, with the look on them in the rest of the scene. <laughs> and, like, some of the editing was done so hastily and lazily, like, you could still see the black pieces in between, the fr in between like, the fucking uh, frames. Yeah, it seemed, uh, you, you mentioned it very much seemed like it suffered from the zeal of uh, uh, somebody who just found out how to do Star Wipes and stuff from Windows yep. Movie Maker. Yeah, it very much does. Like, there are just so many effects, like, in just in the first ten minutes of, this, of the movie. And they could only, pro they only seem to have paid the composer for, like, four songs. Yeah, there's, uh, there's only four songs. <clears throat> There's uh, the scary spooky song. Which isn't all that scary and spooky, honestly. Yeah, there's uh, the song that almost sounds like a 70s porno. Which I think is. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, the song that you play in the intro when nothing is happening. Yep. And then there's uh, the song at the end. Yep. Because <laughs> that spooky song is played so goddamn much. Yeah. It's used for, and the first thing it introduces you is like during a happy sequence. Not even a scary one. Yeah. But, so it can't destroy. It's one of those da 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 yeah. kind of songs. It kind of just sound. It kind of leaves an imprint on you that this is nice song. This yeah, is this not is, something. Oh, this is the song that plays in the save room. Yeah. yeah. But no, it turns. It's played like no joke every goddamn ten seconds. It's uh, uh but let's run them through the plot really quick, mm -hmm. and then we can uh, uh throw the udon at the wall. <laughs> God damn, uh, I don't want to eat this shit. Uh, so, uh... There's no noodles in here. There's just broth. I, I found a 
a couple of noodles. Okay, I'm sorry. There are topless scenes. <laughs> there are seven noodles. Uh, <laughs> okay, so... Eight, because the aunt actually showed okay, as well. Yeah, uh, alright. So, uh, uh, like, they go over to the aunt's house. The aunt is, like, uh, this spinster widower. Uh, apparently, the person who she was interested in died in World War Two. And she is not married since then. So they go to her house, and it's quickly revealed that the aunt is a, um, a, a witch. I guess. I guess. She has to be magic. She's, like, uh, eating girls left and right. So the first person to hit the body count is um, Mac. Mac. Uh, uh, she foolishly separates herself from the rest of the group. Where did she go? She went to go grab the watermelon, watermelon. from the well. That's right. In which... Because the and fridge then, was broken, so they had to chill the watermelon in a well. Like, old-fashioned way. But then, after not coming back, um, good old Fantasy, the one that no one ever seems to believe in this damn movie. Which is why they call her Fantasy. Which is kind of a bitchy thing to do to your friends. Yeah, that's really mean. And goes out and tries to find it. And when she pulls up the watermelon, it turns out to be Mac's head, who starts laughing at her. And bites her in the butt. No joke, biting her in the butt while she's in a very, very compromising position. Well, Fantasy's in a very compromising pose. Now, uh, this set the tone for the movie that concerned both me and Mark, because it was established right off the bat that these are all high schooler women, and we're like... This was filmed in 1977. I really hope this doesn't get raunchy. Yeah, and it... It did. A little bit, yeah. Especially that last scene. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> so, after Max's disappearance, the rest of the girls uh, form uh, their junior girl detective uh, agency and start looking around the house. No, they don't! Yeah, that's right. They don't they're, give a fuck about yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were like, she probably found the potato field and she's stuffing her face. It's like, she's no, like, she's like a potato and that she's in the ground. <laughs> she's dead. So all of them begin doing their usual character things. Melody. Oh, wait, did we mention Melody? Oh, shit, that's right. Melody's the uh, music. music one, musically yeah. inclined so, Yeah, one. there are that's who we were forgetting. Yeah. So yeah. Melody begins playing on the piano. Sweet, being the cute, cute waifu waifu that she is, begins cleaning the house with an apron. She seems she to break out her spirited away apron outfit. Yeah, no joke. She brought this. It looks like she brought an apron to a vacation. Yes, yeah, she brought it there. So we started calling them at this point. It's uh, that's housewife. Yeah. There's fighting wife. There's smart wife. Music wife. Uh, airheaded wife. wife. And. Pretty wife. Yeah, pretty wife who is gorgeous, who uh, quickly becomes possessed by the spirit of her aunt. Yep, and probably the most best-looking effects. And when I say best-looking, I say that, oh, that at a very low bar. The part where she's uh, in, uh, taking a bath and the hair just kind of yep. comes That was actually, like, that was very unsettling. Yeah, that was a good... That is a noodle right there. Just yeah. that one little sequence. This movie feels very much like The Grudge and The Rings, like, Special cousins. Like the special <laughs> You know what I mean. What a mean Let the way to talk about a movie that tried. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I am not apologizing for that description because it really is. Because oh my god, this film is. <laughs> I don't think I can think of any better way to describe it. 
It is grudge. You can see elements that like grudge in the like, or maybe it's just Japanese horror pull elements from, especially like horror, especially seen with hair. Yeah, seems to be a big thing. So the scene in question was that uh, she's taking a bath and like. To which we then discover that they're showing tits. Yeah, we're like, oh no, they are showing boobies. And <laughs> underage then, boobies. Underage boobies. And then me and Mark uh, uh, uncomfortably shuffled in our seats. <laughs> um, but like. Uh, like the scene was like the hair goes up her back in like, the bath, like slow, yeah. like yeah. it's like I think it's like slowly creeping up on her, and then just go, they just retracts right back into the water. Yeah, and I was like, that was actually an unsettling like yeah. uh, scene. I'm always a big fan of of horror that doesn't like force itself into like pr- into perspective. Like, yeah, it's very that's very much an American style art of horror that I notice. Where it always has to be up front. It has to be center of attention. It has to be like this. There is no like, yeah. um, just like atmospheric to it. It's like the thing pops. Like you're looking at the you're looking at the box. You're looking at the box. Oh, something jumps out of the box. Yeah, it's like uh, clearly it's, the way the scene is supposed to be framed is you're supposed to be more focused on like underage boobies, <laughs> and you're just like, oh god, I god. maybe that they surgically <laughs> altered it like that. You're like you realize this. Oh, I shouldn't look at this topless like teenage. Yeah, so you it's turn. Like, what the fuck is that on her back? <laughs> Which is actually a great idea. Yeah. I mean, I mean, without the underage boobs, of course, but yeah. I mean, like, something else that makes, like, oh, I don't want to look at the, what the hell is that in the corner? Yeah. It's very much, like, especially you'll see that in movies like The Grudge or The Ring, like, one of the first scenes in The Grudge when he, when the, um, I know this is the American take on it, but it's, it takes a lot of inspiration from the Japanese one, of where you, you see the maid going up into the attic as she hears something and she's, like, scrolling around with a flashlight, and before even the ghost comes into, like, isn't, is shown on the flashlight, you can see it sitting there, waiting for it to come up on her. Mm. Like, you already know, she's being watched, it's going, and boom, and she gets pulled up in the ceiling and gets eaten. Yeah, it's like, oh, the ghost is there. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, things like that are really good, in my opinion. Like, you, um, it's just atmosphere things, things that doesn't need to bring to your attention, but, like, if you do notice it, it's like, Oh, these people are fucked. So, are you saying you were like super spooked in that one part where yeah, uh, Melody was playing the piano and there's a dancing skeleton? In the <laughs> I wasn't spooked. I loved it. Yeah, there's like uh, okay. So her husband, the aunt's husband, was a doctor, and they used their mansion yeah. as a practice while she taught piano lessons. Yeah. So, so uh, okay. So the next body that hits the floor is uh, unfortunately sweet. Uh, kind of. Yeah. It's weird because she first gets assaulted by Ben. Yeah, she 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 looks for like the bedding so she can lay out uh, the beds for her friends, and she gets assaulted and accosted by a bunch of mattresses. And then you'll watch as time goes forward and backward backwards. and forward yeah, they and backwards. This, uh, they accost this poor woman, uh, this poor <laughs> young lady with, with mat- futons, heavy futons, <laughs> mattresses, <laughs> pillows. Oh, and we forgot to mention the true villain of this entire series. A cute, fluffy, fluffy white cat. Yeah. cat. Oh, so, like, there's this cat that's named Blanche that shows up. Uh, to, to which, the, the only thing that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Here's the thing. In the beginning of the movie, it starts, it is seen as a stray cat. Yeah. To which, it, which Gorgeous finds, and she begins petting. To which there, no one questions the scene when the cat's gone missing, and the cat is on, on the, the train with train. them. Yeah. To, with them going anyway. It's like, oh, Blanche, here you are. Yeah, because it turns out the blonde, the cat Blanche is like a, a servant of uh, the aunt. It's kind of like the, yeah. it's kind of like the. The witch is familiar. Yeah, it's the witch is familiar, or even like, just like. The demon that she made a deal with to yeah. keep her soul going forever or whatever. Because she's, like, uh, propelled by love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it tries to sell this movie off as a love, love story, story at the end. Like, uh, you ate seven girls. 
<laughs> and chopped up some of them. Yeah, okay, so yeah, uh, Melody is the second body that hits the floor. She uh, gets hit by a futon so hard, all of her clothes fly off. No, you, mean, you said into, you uh, mean sweet, not. Oh, yeah, yeah, sweet gets hit by uh, uh, so many mattresses at the same time that all her clothes fall off and she turns into a doll. A doll which just happens to have a ribbon that no one seems to say and no one seems to question. We're very doing little, very questions like, why is sweet? All of our clothes here, including her panties, to which Kung Fu goes and sniffs. Yeah. Oh, also Kung Fu, uh, fighting wife, who is accosted by logs. <laughs> yes, so after she cuts one piece of firewood, we forgot to mention this, this happens just after that scene with the hair. Yeah. And she's cutting wood for the bathtub. Logs begin like, our wooden brethren are being killed. Quickly, yeah. assault the murderous witch. Logs just get up and they start floating and they shoot at her and she like goes into like this weird violently cut kung fu montage of her destroying these pieces of now, wood. Now, I would like to add this is not just like a kind of like a Jet Li scene. This is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Dragon, Wires Kung Fu. Yeah. Specifically Kung Fu, too, not the Japanese karate, yeah. I don't fucking know. But, like, oh, oh, we also forgot the part where, like, uh, when they first enter the house and a chandelier attacks them and oh. kills a lizard, and she jumps into the air, like, ten feet into the fucking air, kicks and kicks it. the chandelier so hard that it disappears from reality. And no one says a thing as frickin', I think, like, Sweet's hat falls back onto her head. Yeah. It, By the way, I love the aunt. Uh, aunt is, uh, 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 like, putting this on the table. Aunt is, uh, waifu of the week for me. Uh, she just, she knows how to have fun. I'm going, I'm going, if we're talking waifu of the series, I'm going for sweet. Oh, God. She is adorable. She was, she's nice as can be, and she brings her own apron wherever she goes. Uh, do you really want to be with a person who is so easily defeated by a mattress? <laughs> uh, the piece of furniture that you sleep in every night? Yes. You bring her home one night, and she'd lie down, and she'd explode. <laughs> it's a club, and you're like, what a waste. <laughs> And at, it, at least the worst thing about it is she'd be dead so she couldn't clean up the mess. <laughs> <laughs> just like, God damn it. <laughs> but like the aunt just like after she eats uh after she eats like the first two women, she's like fucking dancing around and fucking oh, yeah. around she with just, fantasy. Yeah, no, look, half this movie is the aunt fucking with fantasy. Yeah. It's because the aunt somehow magically knows, which I didn't actually get to finish the thing with the cat. Yeah. Which she just finds Stray, names it Blanche, and then they read later into the dead aunt's, like, like, diary, to which she named the cat Blanche. Blanche yeah. So it's like, no one's gonna, sure, why not? Maybe they're just a very uncreative family. <laughs> yes, because this is a world where, oh, this, as the, as the baby comes kicking out of the womb, she will be named Kung Fu. <laughs> the baby who comes out and is already white, pulls out moist talents and is wiping down her mother. And herself named Sweets. And Mac, who eats the umbilical cord. Oh my god, yeah. They're <laughs> so mean to Mac. They call her fat. She looks just fine. Yeah, she literally looks just fine. And we're not even saying, like, it's not even, um, like, she's, like, either bulky or anything like that. No, she is, like, pretty much the same size as yeah. all these other girls. So, like, why are you, why are y'all shitting, uh, shitting on her? Great job of body shaming Japan. The most I can say, and, and throughout this entire film, they're expecting the man to come save yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Because fantasy has an unhealthy um, thoughts about her teacher, Mr. Togo. Yeah. Who, just, 
we see comedic cuts of why he hasn't showed up yet throughout the entire thing. Yeah, which uh, includes him being stuck in traffic. A musical, no, a musical montage beginning oh, where we like thought it was France. Yeah, it's like, hello, Mr. Shoe Goblin. Hello, Mr. Pedal. And then he falls downstairs, gets his ass stuck in a bucket, and it's just stop action spinning and him yeah. like it, it feels like whenever the movie cuts between characters there's somebody else directing it who doesn't know what the context <laughs> is in the rest of the movie yes it's like oh so Mr. Togo I'm gonna do a little Mr. Bean thing is that alright with everybody and they're like yeah 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 it's like, oh, I'm going to go for, like, the grudge and, like, go for this real subtle scary horror. It's like, what are you going to do? I'm going to do, like, weird uh, experimental vaudeville and have a skeleton dancing in the background <laughs> while this piano eats this girl. <laughs> to which you begin getting to the point where she's still alive and limbs do not equal where they should be placed in this piano. Yeah, so uh, uh, the third body that hits the floor is Melody, who is uh, coaxed into playing the piano and like, the uh, quote-unquote scary theme. Yep. Uh, while Fantasy is screaming at her not to do it. Um, and then you realize she is magically bound to it as yeah. it eats her fingers. And yeah, so, her yeah, that was actually, I thought that was a good scene where it's like the piano slams down on her fingers and she pulls up her hands and all of her fingers are gone. And then like, then it gets like a little gonzo and the piano itself just starts eating her. It's a very long scene. It's too. a long scene. Yeah, uh, there's still a lot of screaming. And, and then there's a lot of... There is a lot, and I mean a lot of color. Yeah, oh man. This, they really use like so much like the 70s. It's almost like uh, if uh, Japan had just discovered color filming right now, and instead of like uh, in a um, uh, uh, fucking Wizard of Oz, where they just had like from a transition from black and white to this fantastical world, and they're like Dorothy's now going around like, holy fucking shit, these roses are red. Fuck, that lion is bright golden yellow and stuff. It's just like it's very subtle and downplayed. No, this movie is that. <laughs> it is. Just like let's put all of the filters in. There is no subtlety in this movie. So the backgrounds are just painted <laughs> and dancing scouts. <laughs> uh, to which we forgot to mention the scene of when. There are a few scenes of the aunt trolling fantasy in which the first one is they're eating watermelon, which turns out the head wasn't there anymore. I actually like that scene too, yeah. where it's like the aunt is like they're they're all eating the watermelon, and fantasy is looking at the aunt, and the aunt looks at fantasy, and she like opens her mouth, and there's just an eyeball in it, and fantasy's like what the hell, and the aunt just smiles and looks at her and opens her mouth again, and like the eye is moving to where her eyes are moving, and it's just like why are you being so mean to fantasy? Oh god, I like this lady. And then it goes to a scene of where she's following her. She suddenly gets up out of her wheelchair, which we've read when she was in this whole time. Oh, yeah, she's like in a wheelchair, so it's like, uh, it, it's uh, alluded that the aunt, uh, aunt is very uh, fragile. Mm hmm. Yeah. In which she starts dancing, like she said, oh, there's this time I went to a restaurant in the city. That's what it's like having your girls around here. And then she, um, to which she's then gets into the fridge. Yeah, she opens her, the and appears on the upper rafters. rafters and and she's is still just dancing. dancing the fucking rafters. It's like, I like this lady. And then it goes to a scene of her eating Max's hand in her bedroom. Yeah, she, and then like, pours she starts like a whole like fucking liquor tray, too. And she starts also like just talking with the skeleton, growing out with the skeleton, and then finally places the cursed music on the piano for Melody to play. I know, it's like, what a rad lady. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you're not going to live through the week if you meet such a rad lady. Oh, I, she's waiting for a man. I'm showing up. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> not if you're you get, a witch, I don't have any problem with that. I'm not a young, stupid Japanese girl. Not if you get turned into fruit first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is what all men in our, uh, deep down inside, just uh, a magic ton of bananas. Yep, because the end of the movie, Togo finally gets to this place, and there's the crazed watermelon salesman just before the house. Oh yeah, there's the only other dude in the movie is, like, this crazy watermelon salesman. <laughs> To which we assume Max stole a watermelon from, but she claims she's paid for it. Yeah, she paid for it. I believe I Max just eats a lot. She's not a thief. She's not like kung fu or. She gorgeous. tried to steal the first watermelon if that guy wasn't there. She put it like she just picked it up. And then, then he, and then like the watermelon man is like, "What kind of fruit do you like? Do you love watermelon?" No, I like bananas. <gasps> and then he turns into a skeleton. Yeah, he disintegrates into a skeleton with a floating skull. And, like, the fucking teacher just runs to his car and starts seizing and spouting and banana, banana, banana. And he punches him. And they have a forward rewind of him punching himself in the head. And not even hard punching, just, like, tapping himself on the head. Yeah. And then you see later that next day, like, the next victim comes. And it's just filled with a pile of bananas with his hat on it. Yeah, he literally turned into a pile of bananas. <laughs> Sorry, we spoiled the ending for you. <laughs> Help never comes, it becomes bananas. Yeah, uh, well, we're on, like, uh, body count number three. So technically, Gorgeous is, like, uh, number four. Yeah, she But gets... she, she becomes possessed by the aunt. The aunt, like, ditches her body and, like, just uh, assumes the body of Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, number four, uh, number, uh, number five is Kung Fu. Yes. Yeah, who valiant, valiantly defends her friends for when the house just goes crazy and fucking furniture and stuff is flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. And as you, as they read the book of the, di the diary of the aunt, they figure the cat's to blame, so they attack a painting. Yeah, so the essentially cat. the aunt is a phylactery lich and the, uh, the cat, the is, cat is the phylactery. So she runs to, uh, hurt the portrait of a cat. And by the way, there are portraits of cats everywhere in the house. I just assume, like, that's the special one. Mm -hmm. And then a lamp comes down and, like, climbs down on her head and starts electrocuting her. Yeah, she is finally defeated by that. But not before she's eaten by the lamp and her legs break out of the lamp reality and kick the painting causing it to spout blood, and then there's a good ten minutes of just things in the house throwing up blood. Yep. Then, um, next up off the list, it, oh, then her final legs get eaten by a cabinet and it burps. Kind yeah, of. yeah, so it's like her s disembodied legs, uh, kung fu out of the lamp and, like, kick into this, uh, portrait of a cat. And please note, this is not well done. This is like, <laughs> they had her in a green screen, badly done green screen top half outfit. Oh, yeah, it's great. I love mm -hmm. it. And the lighting isn't even properly done, so it, it conflicts so much. Yeah, it's People weren't worried about that. What they were worried about was getting hit so hard that... They, okay, at this point in the movie, people's clothes just start falling off left and no, right. No, we get a scene of while she's being eaten by a lamp, all the other girls who have been eaten so far and their naked body parts flowing through space. Yeah, there's just like a disembodied leg, there's an arm, there's just the chest rotating around. Oh, cool, there's the butt. <laughs> yep. And then next on the list is Professor. In yeah, who, the, uh, in a Titanic S scene, um, the room, there's so much blood being vomited into the room that, uh, they, uh, get up on, like, uh, one of the, uh, bamboo mats that consists of the floor, and, 
uh, Tatami's. Uh, Tatami? Tatami. I don't fucking remember. I'm just trying to be stupidly weird. I think it was like either a teapot or a tin can, which was a pitcher. A pitcher with teeth comes out and bites down on Professor, dragging her into like the the blood ocean. And like for some reason, this also causes all of her clothes to wear off. And Professor, by the way, is wearing like a full onesie. Yeah, she's wearing a. Not something that would easily fall off. She is wearing like a, a jumpsuit, a jumpsuit, like yeah. a janitor's jumpsuit, a white, a white jumpsuit with a red trim. And then she, and then it shows her just spitting in the water as the thing goes right, and it's like assumed she's digested by the blood water. Yeah, uh, we're treated to uh, a long scene of her spinning around and her butt and her like boobs. Her and we're fl- like very flat chest. Oh, oh, oh! Also, uh, like while kung fu girl, uh, kung fu. Was cutting wood earlier when she was attacked by logs for some reason her skirt just like comes off and she never no dress to- it was a full dress yeah. yeah her dress just comes off and she never bothers to put it back on so she just- even catches it at the last minute like one of those stupid little sequences yeah but she never bothers to put it on she's just running around in the movie in yeah, like her undershirt and, and under- her underwear yep which looks more like a like a swimsuit bottom honestly yeah well this is seventies I don't know yeah. I was born like tw- I was born twenty My years later. Was more conservative back then. Okay. Um, then you have. Um, then next is finally all that's left is fantasy, fantasy on her little yeah. piece of wood floating through this floating through the house, to which she is. Yeah, she, she gets to the stairway and uh, Gorgeous is there. And then Gorgeous loses kind of her top. Yeah, like she rips open her top and then she looks up and then it's the aunt. Yeah, she does that kind of kimono thing for anyone who's familiar with kimonos. Like, you can kind of just like pull it off on like sideways. Yeah. But like as long as like the belt the belt is still on, it'll still stay up. So she kind of just like undoes it on one side so you yeah. get one look of one, one boob. Yeah. In which she just goes up to her like, my friend. And then it's then you just clearly see it's aunt. Yeah. And so it's just uh, called, alluded she's eaten. Yep. And oh, then oh. she just calls her mommy. Yeah. And it's assumed she's dead. Then we get to, we forgot to mention the whole reason this whole thing happened is because Gorgeous was mad at her dad yeah, as well. Yeah. So uh, Gorgeous goes home and her dad comes back from Italy and he, uh, uh, along <laughs> with bringing pasta from Italy, he brings a new wife. <laughs> no, not even assumed a wife. All he does is says he brings back a woman and says, "This is your mom yeah, now." Yeah, the worst possible way to uh, tell to your child. It's like I'm remarrying. Like this is your mom now. Just a matter of fact. And then the mother insists to go after her. So she, at the end of this movie, during the day time, goes to that house, finds the car full of bananas. Yeah. And then goes. And she doesn't give a shit. We get, like, we get none eight. of it. Yeah, we like, get like a five minute scene of like a sound of music as she is just. Going through this house, the outside. By, of this by house. the way, this woman is like the epitome of like a beauty to Japan. Like, and we know this because wherever she walks, she has her own personal heroine. Like, she wears a flowing, billowing scarf and like a billowing top, mm-hmm. and it's just always a flutter. <laughs> and she's always like that kind of walk dancing with her hands up in the air, yeah. like you know, she's catching sunbeams and eating them to sustain her, her beautiful, <laughs> delicate form. And the movie ends when they just kind of sit together, and she says her friends will be up soon and they'll be hungry. And then he sets her up. She sets her. Oh on yeah, fire. she like psychically turns, sets her on fire. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. And the movie's over. Yeah, it's a weird movie. 
<laughs> All right, now that we've gone through this. So, uh, okay, so... Uh, Give me a second to pick through, we'll see if I can find any noodles in this damn uh, soup. You've okay, well, well, uh, a thing, I, I read this somewhere, because uh, I found out about Hausu a long time ago. I suspected this is the movie I, I saw when I was a kid with, like, a laughing watermelon, which is just such a weird imagery for me that it stuck in my head. But, um... So, so apparently this was the studio's first attempt to uh, make a horror movie. Really? Yeah. Huh. And, and like it was done in like a really weird way where like the director didn't know how to make a horror movie, so he asked his daughter what she was afraid of, and like I guess that the the director had like this really weird neurotic daughter that was like afraid of houses and pianos and stuff, and the director just assumed that it was like. I guess this is what people are afraid of. So that's why there's like that gratuitous piano scene. Of, oh, by the way, I actually thought that was a cool scene where like they run back into the room and like the song is still being played on the piano. And there's okay, that, that shot one. of the just like the, the fingers like severed just like, like hovering on, over on the wires. Keys. Kind of just yeah, up and down. just like slowly like picking through the keys. I was like, that's a cool scene. And then in the piano just finally closes and eats them. Yeah, and it's like there's a blood splatter and they run out the room. I thought that was a cool seed. Yep. Then we... Alright, I'll give that as a noodle. That, that one's a little bit filling. Yeah. We already mentioned the hair as I'm pushing that, that, that was out. a good effect. That was a good that effect. Was a good that effect. was probably the best effect they had yeah. in the movie. Um, what's good? Uh, uh, the, the aunt was fun. Yeah, the aunt was fun. Um, She's just having a grand old time. I can't... I'm gonna be completely honest. I can't find any noodles besides what All we're All right, discussed. let's get to the broth. The broth. Let's start off with this movie's tone. <laughs> yeah. This happy movie's tone. Literally, within the first sequence that we're watching, like, oh, we're friends, we're loving each other. And to which it was very strong lesbian vibe. Lesbian, vibing. yeah. We, we got a very strong feel that these girls weren't just friends. Gorgeous in fantasy, that yeah. is. And then it, then the next scene is, as they're going to about to find leave town, we have the near musical moment as we watch a, a father-daughter shoemakers sitting outside their store, shoemakers, with a donkey next to them. God, no, it was a pony. It was a pony. It was a white pony. Even more so. And um, the man and Mr. Togo comes out of his house and his upstairs neighbor goes, Bonjour, monsieur. It's like, wait, is, we, is this a flashback to Italy? Yeah. But that, he went to Italy, not France. What the fuck? And then we discover, and we watch this Mr. Togo runs down the stairs happy and falls into a... switches tones... So fast. There are no horror tones to this, really. Yeah, like the the only horror tones is like uh, the piano scene, the scene inside the bathtub, um, like maybe like I I, I really like the the uh, I wish they had more of the aunt throughout the movie where it's like it it, it would have been really cool if it was just absolutely terrifying from the point of view of like the young women, but to the aunt it's like this huge joke. So I yeah. would have loved her just showing up in between scenes, like you know picking up the bodies or like playing on the piano after like there's a mutilated body of a girl, on or it. just even like it's just like have you ever heard this song and she's talking to the severed head? It's like. Or da -da 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 -da. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would have been great. That would have been a great scene. I would have liked to see this on, like, because you saw the first thing of where she kind of set the trap, which was the p the piano music on yeah. the piano to get her to go there. Of just her just setting traps. The traps. First, like, she kind of does with the book, and then she leaves the book behind for the professor. Yeah. 
And he just she spends the entire way fucking with fantasy because she knows no one's gonna believe her Reaper, ass. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention we did find Sweet's body eventually. Her body was kind of stuffed in a clock. That was uh, that was also there's a, a noodle. Cool, that, that that was a cool scene. I, just like a, a uh, uh, like a mutilated body. Like it wasn't even really mutilated. That's the thing. Yeah. All we saw was literally this is what her it looked head. Like. No, this is what it looked like. It looked like a pane of glass. And then there was a clock interworking yeah, behind yeah, yeah. that. And then it looked like she was just kind of standing behind that. But you saw her arms and her legs and the other parts. Not really, no. I, I, I watched it. I didn't see that. I was looking right at it. And then it had blood just coming from the yeah. top of it. It's like Which we, changes color. Which turned green yeah. and then back to red. And we're not sure what to make it's of that. Oh no, they killed uh, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's the remains of that lizard they She's killed him. She's just downstairs playing somebody wants to <laughs> the world has got a <laughs> and then, like, these woods, we have these women just screaming through the house, like, opening and closing. I think that would have been a sign of someone who knew what horror is. This yeah. person had never, like, it, you know what, you told me that they have never done it before. Yeah, the they, director did, they did not. It also felt like the, watch this, it felt like the director was rebelling against the producers. <laughs> like, I don't want to make this movie. I want to make a cool kung fu movie. And that's one of the reasons why kung fu lasted. There was like, the kung fu ghost fight. I'm yes, trying. she yeah. had a kung fu wired ghost yeah, fight. Yeah, because, like, a uh, fucking kung fu broke through the house, the cursed walls in the house. <sighs> I think she was thrown out of it, wasn't it? No, she ki she kicked the ghost out of the house, oh, and, yeah. like, and like she left, and I was like, do you have any idea what trope you just broke through? It's like, that, that would be like if you were in the Amityville horror, and the dad just like punched the wall, and the wall caved in, and the devil is like, holy shit! Yeah. No joke, like... The real star of this movie, I think, to the director, was Kung Fu. Yeah. Like, everyone else is just psychic. Even Gorgeous gets... Who we watched through the entire first uh, who, half of this who film. Who seemed like the main character of the movie. And then it turns yeah. into, like, fantasy and kung fu. Because it's like, I can't, I can't tell you who the main character of the movie is. We're, we're agreeing right now. It's fantasy and kung fu. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Fantasy, which I think had the cutest face amongst all these girls. I, I liked kung fu. And uh, honestly, I find the aunt more attractive than all of the young girls. <laughs> I like Kung Fu because of her spunk. Yeah, no, I like her because of the spunk. Yeah, everybody else is like uh, the trope girl, and Kung yeah. Fu is like, we should stand and fight. Yeah, no, I like Kung Fu for that reason as well. But I just liked um, Fantasy's face a bit more compared to everyone else. Okay, yeah. But like, um... Oh my god. Yeah. It's just like the tone of the... Uh, like, it seems like the tone changes for every scene of the and movie. No, no, Alright, this is another bit of broth which I'm disgusted by. This is the scene of where they're running from upstairs and they see this whole... Um, they see Sweet being mutilated by the clock. They run downstairs and they're like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Fan and Fantasy's freaking the fuck out. It's like, no, don't worry. And then Professor, don't worry. Mr. You're Mr. Togo's going. Mr. Oh, Togo. Right. And it doesn't, and it, instead of her just like going, oh, yeah, you're right. Or something like that. She starts fantasizing and you see him coming in on a white horse. On a horse. With his sound, like he's on helium going, Fantasy! Yeah, and it's like <laughs> he's dressed up like a fucking prince. <laughs> and yeah. she's a princess and and all of this sounds like they're on helium the entire time. Yeah, it sounds time. like they played that part of the movie at times two speed. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. And then it goes back to, okay, yeah, we should be running. Yeah. Oh, man. This movie focuses on so many things that don't need focusing. Even when they're, another shitty broth bit, was when they're getting on the train to go to this stupid house. <laughs> yeah. There is behind them as they're like, wait, as they're getting onto the train. There clearly is a woman, a man, like, 
handing his like wife or a lo lover who's leaving him flowers as she's leaving. And yeah. like, after everyone leaves, we still watch as they finish up their thing and the door closes and she sighs and walks in. It's like and the, that's it. It's like the director wants to like goes out of his way to be. It's like oh yeah, they're in the real world. They have to have real things happening around in the background. But that doesn't work if like the thing in the background is more interesting. That's what happening. Yeah. In the, like. Like, it's like, I want to follow that story. They were cowboys with guns yeah, in the train they were, station. They were fucking cow. Like, they were just like cowboys getting off of a train. And I was like, I want to I want to follow those this, guys. This feels like, for anyone who's watching, this feels like the studio, the last scene of Blazing Saddles yeah. as the main characters are running through the movie studio, running, interrupting a whole bunch of other cool movies. It's, it's like that train station is like the hub world in Wreck-It Ralph where all the other yep. movies like get off and go home. Yep. And it's like, I want to go on the train to the weird Japanese cowboy world, not weird... They even had weird beetle, <laughs> Japanese beetles guys. Yeah, there's... A, like, and a priest and a nun on the train praying to God knows what. Yeah, it's... I want to follow... I, I want to follow almost everybody else in this movie. Except these seven it. bitches. Oh my God, it's just... <laughs> Uh, oh, I wish the movie was more about the aunt. Yeah, I know. You want the aunt more in this. Um, because she's, like, it is... She's like, the most interesting character in the goddamn is, movie. Like, she's just having fun. And, like, I, for some reason, the I felt no, actually, more... Oh, continue. I, I felt more sympathetic with the aunt and just being like, oh, I'm like... It would have been such a great movie if it was just, like, this old spinster woman who is like secretly a witch that fell in love with that guy in World War II and he never came back and she can't leave the house because like her phylactery is the cat or whatever and like her despite the fact the cat runs to Tokyo or whatever yeah. and gives them the no letter yeah. reply but, but like assuming like you know that didn't happen and then like her 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 niece and like uh, uh, her friends come over and she's like fighting the temptation and it's like I am very lonely and I want to hang out with these girls and find out what's going on in the outside world but at the same time I'm fucking starving and I have to eat these women because it's my nature. That would have been a great movie. And then it's like after she, like, you know, she's like super regretful and stuff after the first two, but after she has the third one, she she has that hit of like young woman meat and or she's just like, just, like, ah, like fuck fucking it. playing on the piano. And, or like, fuck it, I'm just gonna have fun now. Yeah. Fake cork. <laughs> Sorry, I was fucking with the whiskey. Um, let's see. You, we were describing far more interesting movies than what we actually saw. I oh god is like it was also very loud. It was super loud. Uh, I'm putting that down as broth. Yeah. So uh, um, uh, would you recommend this movie to no. not weep? Uh, okay. So uh, wait, okay. Wait, wait, I, wait, all right. Let me. This is how we should do our recommendations. Do we recommend it to weebs and to non weebs? So first, let's do we recommend this to non weebs? Yeah. Just to fuck with them? Just to fuck yeah. This is something you watch on a stupid movie day where you go off and watch Dynamite Warrior. Dynamite Warrior is a treasure. <laughs> Don't you even talk You about heard me. <laughs> this shitty... If you if you have a shitty movie day where you want to watch something that's just like, the fuck am I... What? Like, you just want to get weirded out. Or if you really like those, like, shitty movie genres, like The Room and all that kind of stuff. I haven't seen The Room. You're yet. better off, man. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau made a fortune off of a movie which he claimed was serious and then now claims this is a joke. Well, Tommy Wiseau is also kind of a crazy person. Oh, he's kind of a crazy yeah. person? He's insane. Yeah. And now he's reviewing games on Machinima. I know. I, I watched that channel. It's like, my life is garbage. It's like, what? 
It's sad the fact. Doesn't just think of this. It hurts to know that Tommy Wiseau is probably made more money from that shitty movie than a lot of you, us are gonna make in our lifetimes. Uh, I don't know. I still got like uh, maybe uh, thirty more years. <laughs> You're too hopeful, Michael. Yeah, I uh, gotta be hopeful like Tommy Wiseau. Maybe he'll uh, come out with. No, he was stubborn. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You gotta be hopeful and stubborn. All right, um, be like a all right. To weaves, to weaves. If you expect to see it come looking this for a Japanese horror movie. Go somewhere else. Go rewatch The Ring. Go watch Ring 2. Go watch Ring 3. I think there is one. Go watch The Grudge 7. Watch. No, no. I, I take it all back. Watch The Ring versus The Grudge. We should have watched that. There is that movie? Yes. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't know if it's out yet. Bring it up on your phone. I'll, I'll do it. It, they, they are making it. They Japan's Freddy versus Jason. Jason. Sadako versus whatever the grudge woman's name was. Sonico? Sadako. Oh, I, I was like, Sonico? The the BBW uh, sensation that's sweeping the Japanese nation? No, Sonico. <laughs> I, I, no, you're thinking of Sonico, Chris, Ch Chris Chan's beloved creation. No, that's Sonic Chew. That's Sonic Chew, yeah. No, Sonico is that, like that blonde... Uh, <gasps> no, no, p pink hair. I've seen pink hair, blonde hair. I've seen them all. I oh, usually yeah. see pink hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big breasted. Yeah, she's headphones. always wearing like headphones. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that figurine at the anime convention. I was like, "Damn, war changed." No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've also, I've also got a lot of cosplay friends who did that, and you are the real, <laughs> you're the real champs here. Who me? Not you. Oh. The, the cosplayers <laughs> who cosplay her. Uh, oh my god. Um. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I would kind of, I, I would actually kind of recommend this to weebs just to see, uh, like, you know, Japan fumbling with, like, kind of uh, what they perceive he Western horror is supposed to be. Because, like, this, this movie, I feel like, did have the foundation to have something, like, really unsettling and great. You could, you could have actually had the movie as it was, and just, I feel like if you swap out the soundtrack and take half of that stuff out and make some of the cuts a little longer, instead of being, like, violent, like, half a second cuts between two things, it would have made, like, an actually upsetting movie. Because it's like, I feel like you're right. That tone where they played that the scary music at first at the happiest scene kind of set the tone for the rest of the movie. Yep. If, uh, if they had, like, if they had enough money to get, like, a fifth song to just play at that scene, and that's the only time you hear it, it's like, oh, the happy times are gone. The dog yeah. days are over. No, but here's the thing. They tried to use, like, the Freddy, Freddy, like... One, two, three, like was, it was Freddy like, around? This is 1977 because Freddy was like 80s. Was he? I, I don't think know. So. Nonetheless, but they try and use that kind of child's music, scary to like yeah. cliche, but they did it very wrong. They like picked the wrong song and they have they played it at the wrong time. It's not just the wrong time, like. Like, let's put this way, even if, like, you put a spooky music during, like, a happier tone, it yeah. still sounds spooky. This doesn't sound spooky at all. Yeah. All right, and as I was talking about, Sadako versus Kayako. It came out in June 18th this year. Oh, shit. 5.5 on IMDb, 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, shit. We should have watched this. I was not aware of this existence until... All right, Michael, all right, everyone, We you'll actually know what's going to happen next week, and it's probably going to be Onitober will be over, but we will be reviewing... We will tr we will try our best to get a hold of Sonico versus Kayako. Yeah, well, we'll welcome you to November. I'm butchering a culture that's dozens of years old. <laughs>
I don't think thousands, man. Uh, Japan's been around for a long time. It's been around for a long time. I mean, like most of. You I know, wonder how long they're like, like uh, their historical. Remember, record. America's only like two hundred years old. Well, America was like, uh, well, America has like the good graces of being found in the age of enlightenment, which is like in the past, like you know, 200, 300 mm-hmm. years. Okay, but nonetheless, yeah. It is like the, here's civilization. The, like we only use like the Judean calendar and like true. AD. So like that's you know. true. We would just be hitting AD at that point. All right, yeah. but here, um, here's the quick summary for you people for next week. After watching a cursed videotape, Natsumi only has two days before she will be killed by the de- demonic entity Sadako. Her only hope is to pit Sadako against Kayako, a menacing spirit that inhabits a haunting house. <laughs> Wow. And, <laughs> so it's just like a long-haired ghost girl cat fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would, I would pay to see that. I would pay to see that, and then I would pirate the porno bootleg online. <laughs> Hello. Um, okay, I think that's enough on Japanese horror movies. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, for recommendations. Uh, I've like, got talk about like maybe a Japanese uh, actual Japanese horror movie that you like. Ah, uh, and Japanese horror movie. That- Besides the ones that I think everyone has seen, I can just recommend to you, if you haven't watched Japanese horror before, uh, it is very different from American yeah, horror. Yeah, Japanese yeah. horror likes to do unsettling imagery, like, more so than America does. Yeah. They go for, like, an entire, like, disgusting thing. And that's, like, we're not even talking about Korean horror movies, and those ones are... Usually on a different level themselves. They Koreans really know how to do the horror. I feel like Korean, Korean horror nice. is very like uh, the ones I've seen are very. They do it really well psychological. Yeah, yeah. and gruesome. Yeah, um, the, but don't expect um, the host, which is one of the famous ones. That one's more of a black comedy than a yeah, horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, let's see here. Um, for horror wise, I can just recommend it. if you haven't seen it yet already. If you haven't seen it yet. Watch the original, like, Ringu and Grudju. <laughs> whatever their, um, whatever Grudge's Japanese name. Because Ringu <laughs> is Japan- the Japanese title of the movie. Ringu. But yeah, watch those ones. Like, if you've seen American, the American versions of them, watch them, compare them. You can just see, like, the cultural differences between the two. Like, how, how they were made. It's kind of like watching uh, the Japanese Power Rangers versus the American Power yes, Rangers. Yes, watching, yeah. yeah, it's a good way to describe it. Um... Michael, what horror do you have to... Um, well, uh, last week I had the good graces with seeing with my friend, uh, the new Shin Godzilla. I'm jealous. Uh, it was really good. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to, like, it was only in the States for one week. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we literally found out about it, like, uh, I, I think, like, three days before, like, the week happened, and my friend was like, do you want to see it? It's like, do I have to pay extra? It's like, no, it's just a regular movie ticket. They're just showing it at a weird time. It's like, I'm down. You didn't invite me. I like we bought the last tickets. God damn it! Yeah. All right. It was it was it was a packed house. Damn. Um, but um, the Toho did an extraordinary job adapting like the original intent of Godzilla to like a new uh, Godzilla format. It's very somber. It's not pulpy like the new Godzillas, and it's not. Yeah, it's not edgy and dark like the American Godzilla. <laughs> Sorry, I just fucking, I grew oh, up. No, with, I grew like, up with Japanese Godzilla. Oh, uh, fun that shit. fact! Apparently, the person who directed the movie is the person who directed the Evangelion uh, movies, and the Evangelion songs are in there. I I've not seen the Phantom of uh, the animes of Evangelion. I'll get into a why. It, it, that's the same episode. director, if I'm not mistaken, though. Yeah. So. 
Did he finally get out of his depression, or... I, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about that guy. I just can say it's like he did a really good movie. Okay. If if the first Gojira was about, like, the um, uh, the consequences of the atomic bomb and how devastating it was on Japanese society, mm-hmm. this new Godzilla is a commentary about how ineffective the Japanese government and bureaucracy is in managing a, des- uh, um, a, a calamity or a natural mm. disaster. Because... Uh, uh, in contrast to like American, the American like uh, 2015 Godzilla, this one instead of being shot Fat from Zilla. the point, yeah, I like Fatzilla though. <laughs> um, not so much like the the setting of the movie, but I like Fatzilla. But like yeah. I, I I liked um, uh, instead of in this movie of setting it from the point of view of like you know somebody important like the president or like. A military point of view, like it was for the American film, or in like the two thousand, or I think it was nineteen ninety seven, uh, nineteen ninety seven Godzilla. You mean Zilla? Yeah, the Zilla, the American where, one? yeah, where it was like you know uh, a yes. scientist. This is set from the point of view of like the commit, like the uh, the bureaucrat. So it's like the movie kicks off with like uh, the the new Gojira coming out of the water, and the bureaucrats taking two hours to get boots on the ground, while Godzilla is already like. Five miles inland and destroyed like a bunch of buildings, and it's like this great commentary about how like bureaucracy and like the red tape of government is actually helping, like it is actually hurting. hurting people instead of helping them, and about how like we need to be a little bit more gung ho when it comes to helping people. Mm-hmm. It also kind of has like this undertone of like you know uh, Japan's relationship with America, because in the Godzilla movies they do the thing where it's like Japan only has the self-defense force. Mm-hmm. So they have to call in America to help uh, take care of Godzilla. And when that happens, there's like this, uh, there's this one scene where it's like Godzilla starts to become an international threat where they realize it's like this God, the, this creature can like uh, mutate and like it, it could sprout wings. So that's why I'm here. Oh. Like, the, the, cre- the creature has a 13% chance of like going over to the West Coast and then it's an American problem. Or it can go over to China. This has now become an international issue. It's clear Japan cannot stop it. Yeah, it's clear Japan. So there's a little bit of Japanese patriotism inside of it. But it's not like, uh, it's not in a bad way. It's Mm. like, it's not patriotism where it's like, yeah, Japan's the best country. It's not Gates. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a moment of every other country is evil trying to kidnap these foreign dignitaries. Exactly, yeah. Like, the the patriotism in this one is it's like, we are a competent company, uh, we are a competent country we are strong and independent and we can take care of this problem we are not prideful enough to like not ask for help from other countries Mm -hmm. because it's like that becomes like a thing where they have Mm. to get help from like france and the u.s and the u.s is actually i thought they were going to have the u.s to be like a shady player in it because in um the 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 main part of the movie that turns to it is um america uh gives them an ultimatum where it's like hey, we're going to give you, like, we're going to drop the bomb on this guy because it's like he's destroyed half of Tokyo and, like, conventional modern weapons have not worked against them. So, usual American movie thing. Yeah. We can't solve the problem, we'll drop a nuke on it. Yeah, and it's like, it's, it, it's, it's really interesting because it's like the, the one character who's the American-Japanese ambassador, she's... Fair warning, the American Japanese ambassador is the uh, ambassador from America that's supposed to, you know, be the dignitary to Japan. She has the worst American accent I've ever heard. 
But, like, uh, she has, like, this great line in the movie where she's like, I don't want to see a bomb be dropped, uh, a third bomb be dropped on the country where my grandmother has already seen, like, two. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, this great moment because it's, like, all of a sudden it's from the point of view of people who've actually seen the atomic bomb. Yeah. And it's, like, a lot heavier than here in the States where it's, like, we're gonna drop a bomb on New York and stuff. Yeah, like, you see, like, the Avengers kind of thing where it's, like, it's a last-ditch river, we have to do it. Yeah. Like, because America has never firsthand seen, at least... The horror of, of like, an atomic Of having to recover from that. Yeah. And, like, there's, there's very... There, you can feel that throughout the movie where it's like uh, after Godzilla destroys a whole part, like and the disaster bureau is trying to get everybody out, and like these are bureaucrats, they're mm-hmm. not heroes. Like they solve the problem the way uh, bureaucrats would within their own committee, which is like they file paperwork. And I love it. it's like when they do the thing where they find like a loophole in the system. This like fucking electric guitar music starts playing. <laughs> like they're doing something really epic, and it's just like cutting between like the different bureaucrats. It's like if we use Form Twenty Four. See, we can get this done in a week. I can forward it through my contracts in France, and we can lease it out to somebody else. The like the repercussions will fall on them. And there's like this fucking electric guitar <laughs> in the background. <laughs> it's, it's like the suit up scene to an '80s horror movie where the kids are like putting on wooden sticks to kill the vampire. <laughs> it, it's it's great. It's like a good reboot to the uh, Gojira series that people, I think, would want when it's, like, dark. But it, it's not without those parts where it's, like, it's kind of, like, hammy. Do, 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 like, do. Uh, I'll spoil one part of the movie uh, where um, Godzilla has several forms in the movie. And the first form is, like, Godzilla's baby form that's rampaging through uh, this uh, small, uh, uh, like, coastal city. And they scramble the SDF, and the SDF have, like, helicopters trained where, like, the Godzilla baby is just kind of, like, sitting there and hanging out. And they're like, okay, we can take it out right now. Okay, everybody ready? It's, and then, like, one guy in the chopper is like, wait, there's civilians in there! And the camera zooms in, and there's, like, this old man <laughs> carrying, like, an old woman on the train tracks, and it's really slow. It's like, sir, there's civilians! And they call off the attack because there's, like, an old couple there. That's great. It's wonderful. I like. I highly recommend uh, the new Shin Godzilla or uh, Godzilla. I think res- resurgence or yeah, revenge. I don't, I don't know what the English uh, one is, but Shin Godzilla uh, Gojira is uh, really good. All right. Now that we've recommended movies, now for the manga section. Oh, I yeah. have a good one for in my I found recently called Good Night World. Mm. It follows the story of a of a basically a guy who's a neat, a no education, employment or training. Um, is that what that stands for? Yes. I didn't know there was an acronym. Yeah. I thought that was. I learned that like one a, from Princess Jellyfish. Oh, I thought that was a um, a condescending way to talk to people, where like they're edge lords, and you're like, oh, that's neat. No, because a lot of these um, edge lords are have no education. Generally, they didn't go to college. Okay. They have um, no job, and they don't have any training. Okay. Oh, well, I because they're usually like people who are still in the in the parents' basement. Yeah. Um. Then you have, um, the, but for Good Night World, you have it of where it's, there's this kind of second life u- universe called Planet, uh-huh. in which they have, uh, in which the main character is a big fan of, and in this world, he had, he is, he's a close group with this almost fan, this family. It's, um, who, they're, it's like a fake family, but they all, like, you've got the father of the house, the mother, his brother, and the main character. And they all, it's a very caring kind of atmosphere. Like, you yeah. can very much see, like, even this edgelord is like, these kid, these people try to go out and, like, um, 
these two guys have been hunting down this dragon for like two days online and then it finally gets to like this guy's house and he's so high level he he one shots it and takes all the pride all the loot from it and they're like what the fuck man we did all this work and you just one shot it and i think we could you give a could you come on could you at least give us over and he's like no this is mine fuck you and the father and the father figure comes like just give him his stuff don't be an ass just come on they worked hard for this kind of thing because also to these guys it's not a hard on them yeah. Um, but then you go to the real, um, then the main character to log out of that, and you realize he logs out because he hasn't eaten all fucking day. Oh. And he goes downstairs to try and get something to eat, and he sees his older brother, or his younger brother, who looks more like his older brother, honestly, um, who's, like, looking down on him, in a, and he's in a business suit, he's got a nice, um, he's, I think he's still in school, but he looks like, he's, like, on his way to getting a nice job and everything. Uh-huh. And downstairs, they find their father, who they haven't seen in a long time, come back in there. And the father's trying to be nice and trying to, like, rekindle. But you can clearly feel that there is, like, hatred, at least amongst the older brother and the father. Yeah. And you'll... And, like, he kind of just blows them off. He grabs something quickly from down there, eats, and then, like, leaves his dad, who's eating alone, downstairs. Uh-huh. And then as, like, he's he goes back up to the room to play... Um, you see the brother going into his room when he's done, and the father just get getting up and going to his bedroom, and you see them all putting on the VR headsets they have, and you realize that family in the game is his actual family, That's a good except place. for the wife, except for the mother, we don't know who she is. Okay. We don't know who the girl is. But, yeah, that, and it's got a lot of interesting things going on, especially when this event begins called Hunting the Blackbird, uh-huh. uh, whereas this unknown monster that's in not in any of the guides or anything like that, but the company releases a $3 million reward to the first people who can kill this monster. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's where the things kind of kick off. That's interesting. Uh, like, I like that, con- like, I like the idea of, like, a, a dysfunctional fantasy, in the, uh, a dysfunctional family, family in the real world, but, like, uh, in the online world, they can, uh, they... They kind of uh, find other people who can fill the yes. slots of emotional void, but that happens to coincidentally be the actual family. Yep. So that's interesting. And the monster, like the Blackbird, if you look at this in this series, it looks like no face gone wrong. Oh. From Spirited Away. No. Oh, Spirited Away is like good. I, I actually, in in some ways, I would say Spirited Away would make like a like if you change the tone of Spirited Away just a little bit, it it's, would make it a, is a horror movie. Horror movie. It is, yeah. Like no, as a kid, I was like, watching, like you are trapped in this factory and you have to work in it yeah. to free your parents. And, yeah. No, even that she makes a deal with the devil. Literally, the witch. The devil owns the factory. Yeah. And she is paying client for rich clients, and all she cares about is money. Yeah. Has the worst child in the world, who, which I think they assume that the child has killed. Yeah. Like, she's killed other other workers. And, oh my god, and the only help is this, like, de- is this um, other spirit who's trapped down there with her. Yeah, and you're not sure if you can trust him or not. Yeah. yeah. But, alright, I think... Uh, I don't know what else I've got to say. Um, uh, I mean, like, uh... We saw a lot of hopefully not underage movies. Yep. And we hope that you enjoyed today's podcast and enjoy your trick-or-treating for this month. Yeah, put on your shinobi mask and don your Naruto headbands. Take to the streets and rob Um, the elderly and infirm of all their candy. 
Don't for, don't forget keep an eye out for clowns this year, especially for us in America. Oh yeah, that's right. Be careful out there. Maybe the American clown threat is just a lost leader to like the real clown threat just, that's emerging in Russia. Nonetheless, just go in a group. Don't go alone. Yeah, you know, have fun. If uh, you know you party a little too hard, take Uber. Yeah, yeah, take Uber's Uber. Uber's available. Drive home, and just don't forget check your check your candy for razors. Yeah, have a good night. Have a good night. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween!